Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Happy New Year, listeners. This is Tanisha Baker, and we're back where it's at on the show designed with you in mind. You're tuned in to Talking with T, and this is January 4th, the first Monday of 2016. If today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mother, pop singer Vanity of the music trio Vanity Six, actress Jill Marie Jones of the sitcom Girlfriends, and the late Olympic gold medalist, boxer Floyd Patterson. On this date, in 1985, Congressman William H. Gray was elected chairman of the House Budget Committee, the highest congressional post held by an African-American. Also on this date in 1985, singer Leotine Price makes her farewell appearance with the Metropolitan Opera. In 1971, this is the date that the Congressional Black Caucus was organized. And on this date in 1920, Andrew Foster organizes the first black baseball league, the Negro National League. January is recognized as Staying Healthy Month, National Hobby Month, National Soup Month, and National Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. Today, January 4th, is National Spaghetti Day, National Trivia Day, and National Thank God It's Monday Day, which is always celebrated on the first Monday in January. Well, it's 2016, and our theme for the first month of the year will be Jumpstart in January. Hoping that you don't find yourself jumpstarting your car during these winter months, but instead consider jumpstarting your life by finding the power that will give you a boost and get you going. Get a jumpstart on your dreams, plans, and goals. Today's jumpstart tip is to put the proverbial pedal to the metal and get it going. Do some simple act or make some effort toward accomplishing your goals. This year, I am looking to feature new and rising artists, as well as lesser-known established artists on the show. A little while back, we had Carlton Star Relaford on the show, and I thoroughly enjoyed his song, Motivation, which I'm going to play for you today to jumpstart our featured artists. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after we hear Motivation from Carlton Star Relaford. Reckless. And over here we just reckless. 
MC Hammer, you can't touch this Flow too legit to quit, I don't make hits I make classics every time the beat switch So if you hatin', you can hate while I make hits You can say what you wanna say You can hate if you wanna hate But if you hatin', you my motivation If you hatin', you my motivation You can do what you wanna do But what you do will come back to you So if you hatin', you my motivation if you hatin', you my motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Let your haters be your motivators. Motivation. Let your haters be your motivators. Motivate. Uh, the state of sin had us victimized. But by his grace, we've been justified. Through his blood, we've been given life. And when we die, we'll be seated with the most high. That's right. Anointing, I need a double portion Safe inside of his will When the storm is coming We ain't tripping but the world bugging Living right in God's sight That's a touchy subject Motivation You can say what you wanna say Say what you wanna say You can hate if you wanna hate But if you hating you my motivation If you hating you my motivation Give me lemons, I made lemonade I'm showing love when you give me hate uh, They talking fear but I'm living faith Born again every day, that's a clean slate. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can hate me if you wanna. Cause hating only, only made me stronger. And I ain't looking for no drama, but when it comes, I won't run. I'm suited up and on me. Trusting in the word of God. Uh, I'm turned up, ain't no turning off. And I put that on everything. You wanna hate, you can hate while I do my thing. You can say what you wanna say. Say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. Hate if you wanna but hate. If you hating you my motivation. My motivation. If you hating you my motivation. You can do what you wanna do. Do what you wanna but do. But what you do will come back to you. Come back around. Back so around. if you hating you my motivation. If you hating you my motivation. My motivation. You can say what you wanna say. You can hate if you wanna hate. hate. If you wanna hate. But if you hating you my motivation. If you hate you, my motivation. Now I'd like to wish a happy new year to Jay and Pam as we jump right into trending news, Jay's way, and the Crazy Chronicles. Pam and Jay, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Happy new year and all such as that. Oh, thank you. I'm doing fabulous, and happy new year to you and Jay as well. All right, so let's start our trending news with Mr. Bill Cosby. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to share the events as reported through the media, and you feel free to jump in with any questions or input as I go through the accounts of what has happened and that has led up to the recent arrest of Mr. Cosby. So first of all, let's just be reminded that Bill Cosby is now 78 years old. And over the time, he's had various allegations of sexual assaults dating back to 2004 with the actual first incident reportedly occurring as far back as 1965 with Christina Ruley, who is now 71, and she claims that he sexually assaulted her when she was 22. From that point, there's a list of alleged incidents that were reported by at least 50 women. Now, Cosby admits to paying $100,000 to Sean Burks to keep their extramarital affair a secret, but denies he is the father of her daughter. In January of 2005, Andrea Constant filed a police report accusing Cosby of sexual assault and later filed a civil suit, including 12 other accusers. 
Now, I want to put a pause before I finish talking about the rest of the incidents in Mr. Cosby's timeline and talk about this particular case because I believe it's the one that really led to the charges being filed against him and his arrest. Now, one of the things I want to bring up in this case is that there were three incidents. So my first question is why there were ever incidents two and three. After the first time that you've done something to me to make me feel uncomfortable, to the degree that I would call it sexual assault, there would be no times two or three. So that's my first question. Mm-hmm. Also, during the third, right, are y'all with me? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Now, listen, during the third incident, she says that Cosby offered her three blue pills that would, quote, take the edge off. Now, she asked, were they herbal pills? And he said yes, so she took them with some wine, which she claims left her motionless and paralyzed during this sexual assault. So, again, I'm a little confused by this is incident number three. Someone hands you some pills, not in a box, not in a bottle, but in their hands, so they're not labeled. You're going to take these pills with some wine. And this leaves you really in a reduced state to make decisions. But I'm wondering at this point, is it consensual? Because you come back a third time. Well, there's there's certainly an air of consensual uh, behavior here because, first of all, if, if, if it's time number three and you already know what's about to go down when you go into this man's house, yeah, you know you know what's up. And then you take these pills out of his hand with some wine. Now, you will pretty much be setting yourself up to be in an incapacitated state. Now, I'm just saying. Right. Most medications, they tell you, don't take them with alcohol or whatever. So if you decide to take them with alcohol, you're doing it at your own risk. Right, right. And you making that decision, because it didn't say he held her head back and forced them down her throat. She's saying she took the pills from him and swallowed them. Right. So, I mean, okay. again, I'm just saying. Right. And, you know, I'm not yet ready to really form an opinion about whether he committed the crimes or not because I think there's a lot left to this case that are going to, that's going to be revealed over the next couple of months or so. And I don't agree with um Anyone who's a womanizer, I don't agree with anyone who has extramarital affairs, yet I'm not sure that this is actually a crime. You know, that's just my personal opinion. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump back into the timeline. So, again, more accusers come forward, and Cosby starts losing endorsements and accolades and honors and awards, and Netflix canceled his planned stand-up special but Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu continue to make the Cosby Show available while TV Land and other networks pulled their reruns of the Cosby Show after the cancellation of his NBC series. So keep in mind that at some point, Cosby did admit to giving quaaludes to women he intended to have sex with. But most recently, Felicia Rashad defends her former TV husband, stating that what you're seeing is the destruction of a legacy. And I think it's orchestrated. Whoopi Goldberg originally defended her friend Cosby on her show, The View, but later stated that all of the information now points to guilt. So Cosby was never criminally charged originally with any of these incidents until recently. That was on December 30th, 
in which he was arrested and is now released under a million dollars bond. But that arrest um, implies that the prosecutors think that they have enough evidence to build a strong case which may ultimately lead to his conviction. And on top of all of that, Camille Cosby, who has defended her husband and actually still stands by his side, has been called to testify despite protests from Cosby's legal team in the defamation suit that was brought forward by seven other women who have accused Cosby because they state he portrayed them as liars. So in turn, Cosby filed a defamation countersuit against those seven women who had accused him of sexual misconduct, and now his wife Camille is going to be ordered to testify. So what say ye, Pam and Jay, about all of this dealing with Bill Cosby? It's just crazy because they've stripped him of all his awards, but now no person has returned any of the million dollars millions of dollars that he has donated to different organizations and companies. <laughs> right, right. It's like they're trying to slander his name. It's like classification of his image. There are other actors of a different race that have done far worse than him and they're come on and tell it. Syndication. You're right, and I and I and specifically a couple of people that uh, we can bring up is Stephen Collins, who admitted to molesting a child from the ages of 10 to 13. Of course, he denies being a child molester, but his TV show, Seventh Heaven, is still in syndication. And then we're all familiar with Woody Allen. He divorced his wife and married their adopted daughter and was accused not only of being a child molester, but also a child rapist. And his movies are still on air, and he still maintains his awards, his honors, and his accomplishments have still been upheld. So regardless of the outcome of the crime, and like I said, you know, there's a lot yet to be revealed with that, we can see that the destruction of his character without any proof of guilt before it's even gone to trial is definitely not parallel to other prominent figures who have been accused of any of these types of acts, or even worse, actually. And nobody's saying anything about Charlie Sheen either. Oh, well, yeah, he's another one we can add to the list. He's going around giving everybody a package. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that kind of went away quietly, didn't it? I mean, it was in the news for a minute, but it seems that that's gone away quietly as well. Well, let's continue our trending news. No, before we continue our trending news with the next topic, let me back up a little bit. I know that one of you had mentioned something about Beverly Johnson and maybe another person that was asked to join in the suit and offered some money to be a part of it. Right. I mean, where where did Beverly Johnson come from all of a sudden? Um, I mean, I, I'm really questioning her credibility. We've not seen or heard much from her within recent years, and now that uh, the Bill Cosby scandal has come up, she wants to jump on the bandwagon. And I'm side-eyeing her like, Beverly, girl, you try, you trying to get you some coins because you're no longer relevant. I mean, what's really going on here? And Just speaking saying. of that, let's talk about some of these incidents reportedly occurred in the Playboy Mansion. Am I correct? Yes. Yeah, so why, if you have a minor child, let's say I have a 15-year-old daughter who's trying to get into business, and Hugh Hefner is having a party and I have my minor daughter at Hugh Hefner, who's 92 and a half years old, and that was 20 years 125. <laughs> <laughs> I have my minor daughter there, 
and Mr. Bill Cosby is there, and I'm telling my daughter, this is what the, these women were doing, go in there and talk to Mr. Cosby. He's going to help you get, get, get on in the industry. Be nice to Mr. Cosby. Sit on Mr. Cosby's lap. Now, this is what the mothers are doing. Now, this is all it's right. So why is it he liable, and why aren't the mothers liable? That's like... Well, that's. I have a question about that, too. It seems like, particularly those cases that happened at uh, Hugh Hefner's house, at the Playboy Mansion, I mean, it has its name for a reason, but it seems like some other people are accountable or responsible for whatever happened there. Yes, it seems like they, they should be, but they've only singled out Bill. He was a guest in this man's mansion. Right, right. Oh, I was just going to say, in Bill's defense, when the woman who had the three incidents, when she left, uh-huh. he gave her a muffin. Oh, yeah, you know what? I don't even know why they felt it important to add that detail to the story, but I did read that the next morning she left and he offered her a muffin um, as she walked out the door. So uh, I, I'm not, I'm just not sure <laughs> why that detail was relevant, but it's a part of the story. I was about to say something, but it probably would not have been appropriate. Moving on. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Okay. All right. Well, let's continue with our trending news with the latest news involving Tamir Rice. And prosecutors say that the police officer who killed 12-year-old Tamir Rice outside of Cleveland Recreation Center won't face criminal charges. And Tamir's mother is serious, along with many other residents in Cleveland. And, you know, this just seems like a rerun of a bad movie. And, you know, I also found an article, which I'm going to share on the webpage, that highlights 14 times. Cops walked away in 2015 after shooting people to death, and these victims were actually both white and black. So it makes me think that this issue with police shootings goes a little bit beyond race, but there is some other characteristic or some other deficit that is making them exercise their authority and power without thinking and following correct protocol. Here's my take on the whole Tamir Rice thing. I know Tanisha We were talking earlier, and we were saying that, you know, Tamir was supposedly big for his age, and then he had a toy gun. So, you know, I think that perhaps some of these officers are intimidated, and they don't know how to deal with their intimidation, unfortunately. Uh, and And it's really sad and unfortunate that a life has been lost, you know, not just in this case, but in several other cases where, Several young black men have lost their lives and several young white men even, and men of other races have lost their lives simply for being who they are. It's almost as if it's not safe to, you know, leave out of the confines of your house. Right. So if you appear to be threatening, but look, they didn't even give the situation time to assess if there was a threat. You know, it happened, as far as I can remember in the accounts of this report, that it happened very quickly and probably under a minute. Um, that they felt the need to shoot him, okay? So they didn't, in my opinion, didn't even give it time to assess if there really was a threat. And although it's more heartbreaking because he was so young, it really doesn't matter if he was 22, 32, or 42. Number one, he was still someone's child. And number two, he was innocent. But they didn't take the time to see that. The thing is, officers have more ways they can stop someone Besides killing them, they have bean bags, they have maids. I would rather them have even paid him. At least he would still be alive. We'll be able to see his birthday. 
Right, right. And you know what? Yeah, he could have seen his 13th birthday. And I think there's something on the table now about uh, requiring police to use tasers before they use any other type of force. Now, I think we have to think about what would be in reason. And without getting into it all today, I'm going to pull back some of the stories because there have been plenty of them over this past year. But there have been times when um, officers have taken people into custody without incident, and they weren't innocent. And although, like we said, the injustice or the quick to trigger police officers crosses races, um, there were particular incidents, one being in a Walmart where two white gentlemen were in there with rifles and encouraging other people in the store to shoot. I mean, they were belligerent. They were drunk. They were taken in without incident. The lady last winter in Chattanooga who was out in the streets just shooting at cars and acting erratic, she was taken in without incident in addition to uh, a young man who was at a park, park full of children. He's waving the gun at the police officers, the children, and all. And he was taken in without incident. So I think um, they have a choice. And so, you know, I don't know how we have a collection of bad cops that work together. There have been a lot of conspiracies. In fact, there was even some mention how the cops kind of got together trying to get their stories together before the reports leaked about some of these. So I'm hoping that the attention brought to all of these cases will actually cause a reduction and that cities and elected officials, those people in charge, will put some measures in place to make sure that we can protect our innocent citizens while still keeping them safe from those that are truly um, intent on doing them harm. You know, it seems like they can't get out there and stop the terrorists yet they can kill a 12-year-old boy. Right. Like it's a, a war on our young um, black males. You know, right, right. And although it's happened to other people, we're highlighting them because, you know, they're in the headlines, and obviously they're particular in our inner community. So so much that young black males can't do now without being a, you may not make it home. We can't listen to music loud. Right. Don't buy any Skittles. Can't buy Skittles, can't stand at the bus stop and waiting on your bus to take you to your high school basketball game. Yeah, you can't play with your little sister in a park. Right. Uh, can't go swimming at a pool party. Your bath can't breathe. Shoot. Well, that was an incident with that as well, remember? Where the uh, gentleman said, I can't breathe, was it 12 times? Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, they ignored that. So, I mean, of course, as a mother of a young African-American son, you know, you want to teach him to be responsible, to be respectful, to be a good citizen. But on top of that, you know, I feel like I have to insert some extra precautions about how he must behave in public and how he must interact with the police. And I want to do all of that without him sacrificing who he is as a worthy citizen. It's like we're saying in the country has led us to believe that our African-American males, particularly our young ones, are substandard uh, when we come to the value of the citizens. Like there's a hierarchy in the citizens that we're going to have uh, value and that we're going to respect. And so, of course, that kind of hurts as the mother of an African-American son. So, Being a mother of four, African-American sons, is, you know, it's hard because you have to tell them, you know, distinctly what not to do and what not to say when they 
when they leave the house, and it shouldn't be like that. Our, our boys are not getting a chance to live, live their life. Right, right. And I, I mean, and as mothers, where do you get peace of mind? I mean, when they go out, you are constantly worrying. And we have enough to worry about than to include those that are sworn to protect and serve to, that they're going to do harm to our sons as well. Let's go to a lighter note because I'm getting a little sad about all of that now and and hit the crazy chronicles by first talking about the dangers of hoverboards. And I know Jay wants to weigh in on this, and I'm going to let you have at it. So go ahead, Jay. You right. already know how I feel. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know how you feel because I know you bought Tyler one for Christmas and all of that. I saw it on the Facebook. But here's the thing. Uh, several airlines have banned the hoverboards from being in passengers' carry-on luggage and whatnot because of the way the lithium, uh, lithium-ion batteries are set up and they can spontaneously combust. There have been videos of people uh, on the hoverboards, and the hoverboards all of a sudden catch fire. And so here's the thing. Uh, as for me in my house, I'm not going to get on one, all right? Um, number one. Yes. I, I, just, I respect I, that. So here's the thing. Several videos have been posted about people getting on hoverboards. Mike Tyson uh, and his hoverboard fail, although I think he knew better than to try to get his big self on his daughter's hoverboard. But uh, I also saw a video here recently of a very well-known gospel artist who was here in Memphis, and apparently after uh, the event where she sang, there was somebody who came in with a hoverboard, and they put her on it. And she was literally in tears the whole time because the hoverboard wasn't doing what she wanted it to do. Um, it was going wherever it wanted to go. But ironically enough, after she collected herself and responded to a couple of comments from the Periscope uh, broadcast that she was doing, uh, there was a young man who was just zooming through the ballroom where the event was being held on the very same hoverboard that she was on a few minutes earlier. Now, um, you don't ever have to worry about me getting on one because I don't think that, you know, they're designed for people with, you know, big feet. I'm just saying. Um, and I'm also... Well, you know... Go ahead. Well, let me, let me just... When you said that, that brings some attention. You said to people with big feet. And, you know, it originated in China, so you may be onto something there because generally... They're a smaller stature and a smaller frames, and maybe that has something to do with it. But if you notice, most of the videos with these catastrophes are, are involving adults. And I think that I don't know if we've aged out of the coordination to be able to successfully maneuver these things or not. But like you said, you saw the video of my son. He rides it, you know, like it's second nature. When I get on it with assistance, I just spin in circles. And not only that, I don't know how to make it stop. I have to jump off. So I'm not right. sure what the deal is. I don't know how he's able to control it. But I will say this, and I'm going to share this on the web page, that if you are going to buy one, and I do think, I mean, he loves it. In fact, he told me when he heard on TV that they were doing a recall on some of it. He wasn't quite sure what the word recall meant, but he told me that they called our house to hang up. But <laughs> there are... There are some things that you can do 
to make sure that, number one, you can't buy a knockoff. So if you buy it on the corner or from the convenience store, um, you might not be getting one that has all the safety measures in place. So there are some things about the battery, making sure that there are fuse covers on it, that you don't leave it plugged in past uh, the time that it's fully charged. And there are several other things. And the other good thing that you may do, especially if they're riding it outside on the street, is to wear a helmet just like we would encourage them to do for skateboards and to and when they're riding their bikes. And so there are a couple right. other things. Like I said, I'm going to post that on the web page. But in general, they have proven to be dangerous. In fact, um, you know, some stores have stopped selling them altogether because they're not sure of which brands are the best ones and they don't want responsibility in that. But on eBay, um, they reported that they sell one hoverboard per minute, and that's just crazy. And when we look at the hundreds of thousands of hoverboards that have been sold, it's actually only been a handful that have burst into flames. But, of course, you don't want yours to be that one in the handful. So I can see being cautious, and if you're not coordinated and all of that, just stay away from it. But, uh, Jay, I know. Go ahead. I was getting ready to say I did see a guy uh, zooming through the Kroger parking lot as I was going to uh, do my grocery shopping today, um, and I, I I had to kind of be a little careful because I was in the Corolla and he was just zooming on through there on his little hoverboard. And I'm like, dude, cars hurt. Yeah, the car trumps the hoverboard, right? Yes, he he got two wheels, I got four, so boom, no pun intended. Right, right. So <laughs> that's funny. Well, I tell you what, before we leave the Crazy Chronicles, you know, I feel obligated as a source of information to report to our listeners some little known laws. We want to make sure they go into 2016 with as much knowledge as possible to keep them out of trouble and to keep them safe. And so I know Pam did some research and compiled a list of these laws for us. So if you wouldn't mind, could you go ahead and share those? Yes, I came across some laws, um, dumb laws online, and I'm going to read off some of the dumb Tennessee laws that are going to blow your mind because they evidently don't go back and research and get rid of the old ones. So these laws are still in effect as of today. Okay. The first one, you know, this may be interesting since I'm in the company of two educators that students are not allowed to hold hands in school. Did y'all know that? No. Not only did I know it, it no. appears that no one else knew it either. And to be honest with what I see going on in the schools, holding hands would be the least of my worries. But, uh, Jay, what do you see? You see a lot of that in your school? In uh, holding hands and all other sorts of behavior. But I, I will say this, Tuesday when the kids come back, from winter break. Let me find out y'all holding hands in the hallway. I'm shutting it down. You gonna say you got you have some legal grounds to shut it down. I'm shutting it down. According to the CCA, <laughs> Tennessee Code Annotated, whatever, whatever, whatever. Y'all can't hold hands in this hallway, so push on. <laughs> the funny thing is that parents can sue the teachers if they find out that they aren't watching their students not hold hands. If they're not stopping the students from holding hands, the parent can actually sue a teacher. Fine over their holding hands come to see. 
You know, I'm yeah, almost like afraid. I'm almost afraid to air this because you could. I could see somebody now trying to sue somebody. When was this law? Probably about eighty years ago, if not longer. I could see them now talking about their child was holding hands, and and they want to sue us because we didn't report it. Is that what it's saying they can do? Yeah, that's what they're saying they can do. But this law is so old that they just haven't went back and and taken off. I think they need to take this off because this. Kids hold hands all the time. I see them holding hands well, in the street. And well, wait a minute. All I have to say is if they come by M103 holding <laughs> hands, I'm shutting it down. When they get out of my eyesight, you know, that's, that's, that's on the next teacher. But as long as I can see you, we ain't holding no hands now because you're not going to sue me. That's what you're not going to do. Right. And, and then they said, I believe, that holding hands may lead to other things, and that's why the law originated in the first place. What's the law called, Pam? It's called the Gate Non-Sexuality Law. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, right. my grandmother would say that holding hands leads. They're trying to nip it in the bud early. Well, maybe we mm-hmm. want to leave the law on the book and just let people know it exists. Okay, the next one is, and I found this a little bit, you know, with a little bit of hidden racism, that stealing a horse, it's punishable by hanging. Now, if you see a horse riding around the hood that somebody done stole, then more than likely they're trying to get that ponytail off that sticky straight. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> now you you know you know we we we've upgraded now. You ain't got to get the horse hat because you got you got home chick over in Malaysia. You got the Indian right. chick. You got the Peruvian chick. They're giving you Brazil for days. Yeah, Don't forget Brazil. Chick. Right. You got the Brazilian chick. And oh. you know I know. Yeah. <laughs> you got the Peruvian. So, the Peruvian. Yeah. The Indian. So if you're still getting horse bundles. Uh. <laughs> you about outdated is that law. So basically the moral to this is, one, upgrade your weed choices your sources of hair. And if by case you still need to go the cheap route, please do not steal a horse for the horse tail or any other reason, which is punishable by hanging. Okay. What else do you have for us? Okay. Now, this law definitely is not from around these parts. In Lenore County, if you have, when you pull up to a stop sign, you have to fire a warning shot at your window to let the horse carriage know that you're coming through. Now, if you pull up to a stop sign on MLK and fire a warning shot to come through, boo, you're not. Oh, gonna it's all in popping. Yeah, you're right. I'm <laughs> not, not gonna make it through. I don't think that they thought about this one too well. <laughs> I just can't Super believe round. it's still on the books. It's still on the books. They're just not. Just not. Who is riding around in a horse and buggy? Lenore County, they might. Well, you did. Say, I was getting ready to tell you did. Say okay. County. <laughs> okay. Well, the all right. One, the last one's from good old Memphis. Making these. Wait a minute. Uh oh, we're coming from Jay's way. Wait a minute. Don't 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 do the nine oh one boo. Don't do the nine oh one. Don't do the nine oh one. Don't do the nine oh one. Well, I'm curious, Pam. What's the law? In Memphis, it is illegal to be sitting somewhere eating 
and give another person that's in there eating too a piece of pie. All right. So let's just say. Are these white only pies or petty pies? <laughs> oh, no. Okay, let's just say. <laughs> well, now, if, if if I got a patty pie, you can have it. Cause don't you don't like them, Jay? No. No. Really? Well, I haven't had one, but I'll tell you this. Um, let's just say that we're at Shawnee's, and they have strawberry pie, and I don't want to eat out of the pie, and you're eating that with me. You're telling me, according to the law that's still on the book, if I share that piece of pie with you, it's illegal. It's illegal in Memphis. Good old Memphis. Well, you know, now, instead as, of work, go ahead. I was getting ready to say, as a Memphian, well, mm-hmm. transplanted Memphian, because, you know, I'm originally from Knoxville. I'm going to go ahead and pull my Knoxville card on that. But uh, as a transplanted Memphian, number one, first of all, if I'm in Shoney's and I got a strawberry pie, number one, I'm skinny. Number two, I'm hungry. So I'm going to like you if I'm going to give you some of my pie and then mess around and go to jail. I'm just saying. Right. Right. Yeah. They should have did away with this uh, law when they did away with jerry curls in Memphis. They didn't. They didn't do away with the Jerry Curl. Oh, they still there, Jay. Baby, I mean, they are still here. You catch the, with the right a- I mean, the original curls with activator. Yes, dripping wet with the plastic shower cap. Please believe. Say it isn't so. Say it isn't so. It's so. It's so. The Jerry Curl will never die in Memphis. No other gold teeth. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Well, you know what? I love the time we have together, and it always goes by too soon, but I look forward to what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. As we near the end of today's show, please be reminded that I am also the founder of the Village of Knox, and the word village is actually an acronym for Valuable Integration of love and leadership all gathering exuberantly. The mission of the village is to organize opportunities that educate and empower the community while encouraging villagers to commit to being a positive presence through connections and involvement. You can visit www.thevillageofknox.com for more information, including positive news, community celebrations, and a community calendar. I am always looking for positive events to post to the village calendar that will engage or educate the community. So please reach out and share any items you wish to be added to the calendar. Again, I encourage you to share positive news, stories, events, or celebrations that I may keep the community informed through this platform. Talking with T was actually inspired by the mission of the village with a little added edge and a bit of entertainment. So like it or not, it's time to stop, but stay engaged by visiting www.talkingwithtea.com and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Periscope. You can also subscribe to the Talking With Tea Daily to get your daily scoop of trending news. Don't forget to nominate a hometown hero or top team, and we welcome suggestions for topics and what you would like to hear more on Talking With Tea. We're looking to grow bigger and better in 2016. On that note, I'll end with a quote. A bird sitting on a tree is never afraid of the branch breaking. 
because her trust is not on the branch, but on its own wings. Always believe in yourself. Remember where you heard the word, keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.